Hello and welcome to the PHBC Pastors Podcast, where we <laughs> yes, where we seek to bring biblical and pastoral insight to everyday issues for the people of PHBC. This other guy is Brian, and I'm also Brian. Yay! What are we going to talk about today? He did it. I've been asking him to do it for so long, and he did it. Yes. Uh, today we are going to talk about some reading recommendations. So we are all cooped up with nowhere to go. So why not read some good books? So we've each prepared uh, three books that we're going to recommend. Uh, the first is a book that will pass the pinky test. So that's a book that is thinner than your pinky um, that's accessible and approachable. We'll give one that's in the middle that you slow down a bit to read, but still still accessible. And then third, one that will require some focus, but that's not written in Greek or Hebrew or anything. But so there's three books from each of us that we think would serve you well, that would be worth your time in these days of isolation, separation, coronavirus, etc. Um, but before we get into those uh, book recommendations, I want to do two things. I wanted to um, throw some, some blogs and websites your way that you can go for some bite-sized but still quality reading content. And I've got a question for, for PB. Um, so first, blogs and websites. Uh, Pastor Brian, do you have any uh, sites that you would recommend our people go to that you know aren't going to have book-length book content but still quality biblical content that they can uh, take in and read? I don't read that many blogs, to be honest with you. Fair enough. So... I don't. I mean, I know some of the ones that you're going to recommend, and at least some of those I'm familiar with. I know they have good content. I'll let you do the recommendations of them, but um, I don't spend a lot of time on blogs. Fair enough. Um, so the three that I have that I want to point your way are first, thegospelcoalition.org. The Gospel Coalition is a wonderful group of um, solid uh, Christian leaders. Uh, Pastor Brian and I have been, they do a biannual conference that we've both been to. Um, wide variety of topics that you're going to get on that site from a wide variety of authors. So if, if you only go to one place, I would encourage you to go there and then you can explore from there. Um, the second is um, a blog by a gentleman, a Canadian, uh, named Tim Challies, C-H-A-L-L-I-E-S, and his website is challies.com. Um, he does a lot of kind of news roundup, we could call it, um, where he will talk about what's going on in the day, link to other people's uh, posts. He, he has a daily a la carte, which I think is a, a helpful way just to kind of sample some some reading. He'll offer a few bits of insight, but that's just kind of a good uh, catch-all for kind of what, what's going on, get a bit of a Christian take on the day. Um, and then one that is uh, specifically about parenting, it's it's risenmotherhood.com. A uh, wonderful group of ladies run that and just produce solid gospel content um, for uh, specifically moms, but I've benefited from it as well, though I am not a mom, I am a parent, and I appreciate their perspective and their uh, ability to bring just solid biblical insight into uh, what can feel like very uh, just pedantic day-to-day -day parenting grind. Um, I'm sure that you parents are far more godly and spiritual than I am, so you don't ever struggle with such things, but as someone who does, I appreciate that. Um, so just a, a few blogs to, to recommend if you're like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to pick up a full book, something that you can uh, grab that will be accessible. Um, there, there are some fine arts. I don't know if we consider it a blog, uh, but I do read some fine articles from ninemarks.org, yep. which is, um, I don't know if that's a blog, though, but they have fine articles on health. You know, 
on what does it mean to be a healthy church and, yeah. and and so obviously as a pastor that's that's my, that's in my profession but it's not just because I'm a pastor as a church member you ought to be concerned mm-hmm. that the church is healthy and so that would be a good place to go for topics of that nature no that's that's excellent thank you um so uh, let me pull back a little bit before we get into the specific books um pastor brian why reading what what makes reading so important you and i have a handful of books uh, you're you're at what seventeen thousand nine hundred. a few books you've you y'all have seen his library it's stunning um but why reading can you just tell us a little bit about what why this is so important uh, reading because we're not that smart um, and we stand on the shoulders of giants and we look back and so the things that we know now are because faithful so we'll keep it in the realm of, of Christian topic right now because there's reading obviously in, in other topics uh, but as, as far as Christianity the things that we understand now about the faith are because faithful brothers and sisters in Christ have gone before us and they have thought about these things deeply and uh, and the Lord has blessed some of them with the ability then to communicate that well in writing and so um, so we read not just our Bibles although of course our Bible is the primary thing that we ought to be reading um, but we we read these things because others have thought about these things well and and that helps us it's not as if if you know that we just op- if, if all we had was the Bible, it'd be like we're starting from square one every day. Well, you know, well, what does this mean? Well, because other people have thought about what this means, and they've thought about it well over the last two thousand years. Um, now I, I start when I read my Bible, and I already have an understanding of that because I'm because I'm I've, al- I've allowed my thinking to be shaped by those who who have written well and written faithfully now of course it's not to say everything that's out there right it's not to say everything you go in your christian bookstore and you pick up you think oh this is going to be wonderful it's going to be edifying no there are some things that that you ought to use to line your birdcage uh that you can pick up in a, in a christian bookstore and so so be very very careful and be selective on what you read um and so as somebody who's done a lot of reading over the last number of years um, i can often tell I can see an author's name and I go, that's going to be a good book. And I know it's going to be a good book either A, because I've read his or her books before and they've always turned out to be wonderful, or I have friends that say, you, you know, this is, this person is going to lead you in right. Likewise, I can find some names as well that I would say, no, that's not, not worth the paper it's printed on. And so don't bother reading that book. And so, but you read because, again, people have gone faithfully before us. And it helps us to understand then and to uh, and to grow in our faith. Mm. That's wonderful. And so to that end then of wanting to be discerning in our reading, uh, we want to try to, to shepherd you well and throw some good books your way. So I'll uh, kick us off with uh, my pinky test book. So The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe by one C.S. Lewis, the first of the Chronicles of Narnia series. Um, Or you can just watch the video. I mean, you... I'm just teasing you folks. You you can, but you absolutely should. And if you've never read that book to your children, that's a great book to read to your children. That's exactly where I was going. That's fantastic. So that, I would be over the moon if you were to take the next 
few weeks and just read that book to your kids at bedtime. Just one chapter. And so here's the thing. I don't care if you have high schoolers. It is such a wonderfully told book. It will be awkward, but who cares? I'm awkward and Brian still Brian. tolerates me. Brian is awkward. <laughs> So read The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Uh, if you don't have any children at home, just read it to your spouse. The, there you go. Read it to your spouse. Read it to yourself. You can call me and we'll read it together. It'll be great. Um, but that's one that I would encourage you. So it's, it's a work of fiction, but oh, does he get it? Some wonderful Christian themes. It is fantastic. Ah, good book. Lion, Witch, Who, and Wardrobe. Who's the author of that book? Clive Staples Lewis. Clive Staples Lewis, otherwise known as? C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis. All right, PB, what's your pinky test book? Um, so before I, so speaking of C.S. Lewis, C.S. Lewis um, is famous for an argument about chronological snobbery, where chronological snobbery means where we favor things that are more, that are written more recently rather than old stuff, thinking that, well, people who are, you know, that we're so much more sophisticated now than we than people were, say, four or five hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Lewis actually advocates for every one newer, newish book you read, you ought to read two older books. Um, and so none of the books that I'm going to share are actually old books in the sense, I mean, they're all, all of the books I'm going to share are written in the 20th century, so none of them in the 21st, but um, we could certainly recommend books that were written all the way back into the uh, the, the days of the church fathers. Um, but my, my first book, my pinky test book, is The Knowledge of the Holy by A.W. Mm, Tozer. Yeah. Which is just a fantastic little read to make you fall in love uh, with God um, more and more. And so The Knowledge of the Holy, A.W. Tozer. You can read it uh, in, in an afternoon. You could read that book. Indeed. Wonderful. Uh, so moving to uh, kind of a, a middle-of-the-road book, um, the one that I would commend to you is called Counterfeit Gospels by Trevin Wax. Uh, Trevin Wax works with Lifeway, and he, um, if you have He does ki- some blogging. He does, he does some blogging as well. Um, but if you um, have kids or have worked in our children's ministry, he is largely responsible for the Gospel Project, which is one of the uh, children's curriculums that we use here. So solid guy. Um, a really interesting book. The subtitle is Rediscovering the Good News in a World of False Hope. Hope. And the whole book is about how everyone in this world has their own savior. And I'm putting air quotes around that you can't see because it's a podcast. Um, but their own savior. And so whether it's their intellect or their financial stability or whatever it is, they all have their own thing that they're looking for, their own good news that they're building their life around. Now, Trevin is going to try to argue that everything other than Jesus and the good news of Jesus Christ is a counterfeit gospel. And so my biggest takeaway was just how prone my own heart is to, as the hymn, uh, Come Thou Fount says, to, to wander from the truth of God. And just this book helped put up careful or helpful guardrails to kind of navigate this life pursuing the true gospel, that of Jesus Christ. So Counterfeit Gospels, really, really enjoy that book. Commend it to you. So the middle of the road book for me would be Knowing God by J.I. Packer. James N.L. Packer. And so, um, better known as J.I. Packer. And so, just a very classic book. Probably, I, I would guess well over a million copies of those have sold. What did your book say? Uh, over a million copies sold. Um, and so, I think that's a book every Christian should read at least one time in your life, if not multiple times in your life. It's a fantastic, fantastic book. And so, pick it up and you know, it's, it's going to be more, more meat on it than the knowledge of the holy. So knowledge of the holy is more like, uh, you know, 
eating a candy cane and enjoying the sweetness of that and the knowing God would be more akin to um, uh, meat and well yeah meat and potatoes probably just mm, just yeah. uh, you, you leave feeling satisfied mm. yeah no fantastic book wonderful and so then uh, for kind of the the heaviest lifting um, Again, nothing that you need a PhD for, but just this is something that you're going to want to sit down and, and kind of give some time to. I, I would encourage you to pick up The Cross of Christ by John Stott. Um, so another 20th century work. Um, this book is probably the one that I have come back to the most and either reread or reread sections of. I mean, if you just want a comprehensive, uh, historic, biblical take on, okay, what is the cross? What did Jesus accomplish? Why is it so important? Why? So, of all things for Christianity to, of all symbols to, to gather around, you know, the the dove, you know, the church, anything. Why the cross? What makes it so central? Oh, Stott does such a good job. It is just fantastic. I that was it flopping over on my desk because I just get so excited about it. I would just tell you to get the cross of Christ and start reading it today. It is just the best. Stott also wrote, so it would be in the smaller category, the book that the men are uh, currently on pause right now from studying because of the coronavirus, but yep. the basic Christianity. Yep. Uh, so he is the author of that book as well. Yeah. Oh, what my about, turn. What about yours, Pastor Brian? So you said you don't need a PhD. You don't need a PhD for this either, but this is the topic where I, the, the field in which I did earn my PhD. Um, and so I would encourage Wayne Grudem's Systematic Theology, which is big a, blue. Which is a big, big book. Uh, you're, you don't, this is not one you're going to sit down in one setting and read through it. You're going to sit down perhaps and read through one chapter of it at a time. Um, and I say perhaps because some of the chapters you might need to take a couple, uh, you know, a couple settings to get through them. Uh, but it's a fantastic book. There are lots and lots of different systematic theologies out there. Grudem is a good one. It's going to be, I don't know what, 1,200 to 1,400 pages, somewhere in that neighborhood. So when you're done with it, you can use it. It would be a wonderful doorstop or something at your house. Um, no, but it, it's a great reference book. Um, as well so but it's if you just want to know have a comprehensive idea of so whereas the cross of Christ really focuses in just on on the cross and the redemption what does that mean uh, systematic theology would then talk about all of the major doctrines of the church and what do we you know what do we believe about all of these different doctrines and so um, it's a great book. We did a reading group here uh, a number of years ago before you were here Brian uh, mm -hmm. where some men met in the mornings uh, one morning a week, and we read a chapter each week as we were reading through, and we, we read through Wayne Grudem's Systematic Theology. It was a, um, it was a good time. Yeah. So I, I love that you recommended that because that is a book in particular that it's great just to have. So certainly we want to read our books, but to to have that Systematic Theology on your shelf, I mean, it's going to have a treasure trove of. Uh, and, and scripture index to show kind of how different passages connect to different theological themes. It's going to have a glossary and a bibliography, and it's just going to be a great one-stop shop uh, so that if you have a question about something that you read in scripture or that something that a friend, you know, asked you about, you know, how does the sovereignty of God play into human freedom, it, whatever it might be, just to have something that you can just turn to and get a solid biblical answer is a wonderful resource. So, uh, excellent choice. That's great. Um, 
So yeah, so there's a handful of books. Um, we could certainly go on and on. Um, we, we love books and reading is fun. Um, but hopefully that is a, a helpful starting place to, to build your uh, library. Um, whether you pick up the Pinky Test book or Big Blue, I call it Big Blue because it's a very large blue textbook. Um, hopefully you will be encouraged to uh, to take up and read. Um, so, Pastor Brian, any final comments on this subject? Tola Lege. Take go. up and read. We'll tell that story another time. That was St. Augustine. So, one, well, just one quick thing. So, for those of you who are members of PHBC, uh, which is who we're aiming for in this podcast, if you ever want to check out a book from my library, I want you to know my library is um, open for you to, to, to borrow any books. I just ask you to let me know which book you're taking so that if I go looking for it, I don't pull my hair out. Finally, I say, I know I have that book. Where in the world is it? Just let me know. Say, hey, I'm gonna, can I, may I borrow such and such a book? And so consider it. Um, just, yeah, I can't read all of those books at one time. And so um, I'm happy to loan those out to any of the church members who want to find something good to read. There you go. Well, thank you, PHBC, for your time. We love you. For now, this has been PHBC Pastors Podcast.